You are listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. Connect with me on YouTube at Past Life Lady or on my Facebook fan page at Past Life Lady. The Healing Arts Program is not intended as a substitute for consultation with a licensed medical or mental health professional. The listener should regularly consult a physician or mental health professional in matters relating to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Kerr. Hey, dear one. It's been a while since I've beamed in out here to say hello, and I just wanted to make sure that you're having a beautiful holiday season. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you. Um, I'm very excited because my new book, The Goddess Discovered, is finally out. This book took years to write, and I'm just so excited to have it out in the world. And I had a couple of new insights after I actually received my physical book in the mail. Um, you know, Llewellyn did a great job designing the book. It's, it looks like it belongs with my other book, Past Lives in Ancient Lands and Other Worlds. And guess what? It does. That's what I just had an epiphany. You know, Ancient Lands, I gave you brief history lessons about world history and in the goddess discovered rather than looking at world history we're really looking at world religions and so in each section in each chapter i give you an overview of world religions both from the ancient times and in the living modern religions and so by exploring those just like i've been talking about for years and years um, with my idea about supratravi you know this idea that we have an externally induced past life memory that's being triggered and caused by being exposed to different kinds of content. When you read The Goddess Discovered, it may bring up dormant memories about your past lives where you encountered goddesses and deities from times long gone. And or whether it's your own past lives, the other thing that I'm really Um, attempting to bring home in this book is that no matter what we currently believe or what spiritual practices or religions that we're following in our current life, the reality is our ancestors worshipped deities and goddesses in ancient times. And so when you read a little bit about things that maybe you have not been exposed to in your current life, believe it or not, in many instances, and really, I guess, in all instances, our ancestors encountered some of these deities in their lifetime. And so that knowledge is 
dormant in our own DNA. And so by exploring these things, I think we can get into a real deep level of ancestral um, information that could be very, very powerful for us in our current lifetime. So Ancient Lands talks about the world and history. Goddess Discovered is talking about world religions. I really hope this tool will be very, very powerful for you. And so in this episode today, I'm just going to get into part two, where we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the contents in the new book, Goddess Discovered. And I just wanted to um, beam out here again and just thank you so very much for your support of my books, of my work. And I really do hope that this will be very, very beneficial to you in years to come. So you take care. And in just a moment, we're going to get into part two of my short program on The Goddess Discovered. And you have a beautiful, beautiful day, dear one. Namaste. Hey, dear ones, welcome to another episode of Healing Arts. Guess who? I'm back with part two of my two-part series on my new book, The Goddess Discovered, Exploring the Divine Feminine Around the World. So last week, we explored part one of my book, which explores the ancient world and ancient religions and goddesses who the ancient people worshipped in the earliest times. So this week, we're going to look at part two and three of the book. And so let's go ahead and get started with that now. So we are going to explore living goddesses. So by living goddesses, I'm talking about goddesses that relate to current world religions being practiced in modern times. And so we'll dive in to the African goddesses, East Asian goddesses, Hindu goddesses, and indigenous goddesses from around the world. So let's look at all of these individually now. So first up, we're gonna look at African goddesses. Um, there are many, many different ethnic groups around Africa who worship different sets of deities. They have completely different creation stories, amazing, fabulous um, mythology that you're going to learn about in this chapter. So a few of the many I have listed here, I'll go ahead and read this out for those who are listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. The Akan, we'll look at their goddesses. They um, are an ethnicity group who live mostly around the Ivory Coast, which is near Ghana. The Baga, a predominantly Muslim West African ethnic group from Guinea-Conquery. The Baganda, they are from Uganda. The Bakongo, this is the spiritual tradition of Kikongo-speaking people. The Dinka, who live near South Sudan. The Dogon, who are the indigenous people from Mali in West Africa. The Efik, indigenous people from Nigeria and Cameroon. The Fon, who live in the Republic of Benin. The Yoruba, which is the religion of the people of Nigeria. This has become very popular in the Western world. So we'll explore the goddesses. In case you've been hearing about Yoruba, but you don't know what it is, we'll explore the goddesses from this area. And the Zulu, 
who are the people from South Africa. This list I have here though, friends, this is a fraction of what is actually in this chapter. It is very extensive. You're gonna learn African mythology. Uh, we're gonna talk about the, the overarching belief systems that are inherent in all of the religions and then how they individually are different. So depending on you know the area and the people who are practicing these practices with these deities. So I hope you will find it as fascinating as I did. I really, really loved learning more about this and putting this together. Next, we will look at East Asian goddesses. Um, I start off with the Ainu. These are the indigenous people from Japan and they have recently, within recent years, been publicly recognized as the official indigenous group of Japan. They've got fascinating goddesses we will explore. We've got to look at Buddhism. Everyone knows that I'm a big follower of Buddhism and Buddhist thought. So, of course, Buddhism originated in India, but we are gonna take a look at the three branches of Buddhism. We will talk about Chinese folk religion. I'll share some really awesome Chinese mythology with you, and we'll talk about the deities that and particularly, of course, the goddesses, because we're not talking about gods in this book, we're talking about goddesses um, who are involved with Chinese folk religion. Taoism, or as you may know it, Taoism with a T, um, we're gonna look at the deities in that belief system that actually began around 500 BCE. And we will look at Shinto, which is the oldest religion in Japan and the goddesses of Shinto. So I hope you will love this section as well. Just like the others, we're gonna be looking at each one of these groups. Um, the goddesses will be categorized depending on where they come from. You'll learn a little bit about the religion and the area and the people who are practicing these uh, religious belief systems into the current days that we are currently living in. It's pretty interesting. But wait, there's more. Um, I have a love affair with India and the Indian people. I've been there a couple of times and I really was guided that I have had a lot of past lives in India. So I have a particular affinity to Hinduism and the Hindu goddesses. So we're going to look at them. Some of the things I point out in that chapter that I'm pointing out throughout the book um, I'm really doing a lot of research to try to bring light to misconceptions that people may have about certain belief systems, especially in the modern religions that are being practiced. You know, Hinduism is theoretically the world's oldest religious tradition that dates back to the Indus Valley civilization, and it goes all the way back to anywhere from 3000 to 1700 before the Common Era. But the term Hindu actually originated during the Persian Empire, and it describes one of the boundaries along what was called the Sindhu River. And then because of British colonization, when the British came to India, they cemented the, their version of that, which was this term Hindu, they started calling the people that, and so it began you know, catching on in the collective. And so the word India wasn't really ever used until British colonization, because the British consolidated all of the regions within that subcontent 
under one rule, and that's basically what the British called the area, and eventually the people began to adapt to being called India, or even the term Hinduism, um, you know, to allow that to be what they would be called. That really, they didn't really have a name for their spiritual belief systems until it was placed upon them by other people. So one of the things I'm really trying to get across in the book is just to bring awareness to some of the, the history of things that happened over the course of time. Right now, it's really interesting, but India is actually the largest democracy in the world. People don't often realize that. And Hinduism is a really amazing faith because they recognize divine feminine power as an active force called Shakti. And they also really adhere, you'll read more about this in the book, but they allow everybody to believe what they believe um, and to, they within the realm of their deities, if you like one deity better than another and I like a different deity better, then, then they're okay with that. They don't really recognize one common God. They believe that God is inherent in all things. So you'll learn more about that. And then of course you'll dive in to the fascinating Hindu goddesses, which again, um, are near and dear to my heart. So next we're going to look at the indigenous goddesses. And so this is going to encompass people from all over the world, including from the United States. We'll look at um, several groups, including the Hopi, the Navajo, the Lakota Sioux, the Zuni, and many, many more. Again, I'm giving you just a brief taste. Um, we are also going to look at what is called the Canadian First Nations and the Inuit. So Canadian First Nations is a term that refers to what is called indigenous Aboriginal people of Canada who are living in regions around Greenland, Canada, and North America. And then the Inuit are a different ethnic group. So we're going to talk a lot about, you know, what is, what are the correct terms now that we really understand, you know, all people have different ethnicity and different backgrounds. So we'll look at that. We're going to look at the deities again, the goddesses that these people worship, what we know about them, let's say. We will also look at Oceanic which of course includes Hawaii. And of course, you know, those living in the United States, Hawaii is one of our states, which is wonderful. But if you've ever been there, or even if you see it on television or you read books about it, you know, it is just simply not the same as any other place in our country because it is part of Oceana. So this includes also the indigenous Australians. And again, we're talking about proper terms here. This is the proper term to describe what is known as the Aboriginal Australians and the people who are from the Torres Strait. They are islanders. We will also talk about the Maori. They live in New Zealand and the Tahitian goddesses. So all of these um, encompass the area called Oceana. And so you'll get to learn about what that area encompasses and you will explore the deities worshiped by these people. And again, they also have common themes in some of their mythology that's very interesting. Um, as you could well imagine, a lot of things relating to the ocean, um, since they're all living in island regions. I mean, I guess Australians are kind of not all living in island regions, but many of these people are. So very, very interesting. 
And really my goal for this chapter, as really with all of these, particularly in the realm of living religions, is just to bring some awareness of different cultures, um, cite correct terminology to be used when referring to certain cultures, because we really all need to just un come to understanding of each other as a humanity, embracing the things we have in common, and also honoring the, the differences and the things that make each of us so very, very unique. And we've got so many incredible people living all over the world. I just hope this brings great um, awareness and appreciation and love for all of our wonderful people who make our planet Earth so much more interesting and wonderful to live in. All right, so let's take a look at guided journeys section. So you know I always put a ton of different guided journeys in my book. So in part three, We've gone through the ancient world, which would include Greece and Rome and the Norse and the Celts and the Egyptians and the Mesopotamians, etc. And so then we've looked at living religion. So in part three, we are going to get set up so that we can start taking guided journeys. I always like to put some exercises about locating your sacred space. Like where are you going to sit in your home or office so that you can start doing this work? Will we make an altar? Will we make a little area where we want to light a candle or put a little statue or something? And if so, how are we going to create that space? And then how are we going to approach that with respect before we go do our inner work? And then we're going to take a journey to find your interior sacred space. This is, again, an offshoot. We're talking about goddesses here, but it's still similar to if you've read my past life books where we try to go inside your mind, cross that first threshold and go into your beautiful room where we are going to then meet a trusted guide who will be either a guide you've known before or it might be a guide who specifically wants to come help you with learning about deities. Then we're going to talk about some you know, divine feminine building or just energetic activities like opening to emotions. How can we do that? How can we not be afraid of emotions but know that, that we can feel things and, and that's a good thing to do. Balancing energy within the body, awakening our own sense of personal power within ourselves. Then we get into another set of journeys where we're going into more specific things. If you read my book, Past Lives in Ancient Lands and Other Worlds, I've got a lot of very specific um, guided journeys in there about different parts of the world. So we're going to do that here also. We'll have a journey to what's called the Celtic Otherworld. We'll go to the Egyptian Healing Temple. You'll travel in your inner mind to a festival in ancient Greece where you can interact with some goddesses there. We'll go to the Maya World Tree, the Aztec Pyramids of the Sun and Moon, which are located north of Mexico City in modern times, the Inca sacred site, which is at Lake Titicaca, which is the highest elevated lake in the world. We'll have you take your inner mind and journey there because this is a very, very sacred site to the Inca. We will go travel into ancient times to the Ishtar Gate, in ancient Mesopotamia. That's a fun one. We will go to the Norse world tree and we will go to a space where we can experience ourselves before a Roman 
lorarium, which is um, a place where they would honor little deities and ancestors of the dead. And so we'll have you go into a space where you're imagining that you're approaching such a space. Some of these kind of journeys can automatically trigger your past lives or even ancestral memories. So it's very interesting. Or you might find it entertaining, you might not get anything from it, or you might actually have some kind of an ancestral or past life memory come through. So it's pretty interesting. But wait, there's more. Of course, we're not done yet. I have tons and tons of exercises as usual. I mean, there's over 40 again in this book. So of course, you're gonna take a journey to meet with a goddess of your choice. Now, one of the things I'm really clear about, if we're gonna, you know, I can't, dictate where we go i'm really encouraging people to visit goddesses potentially from the ancient world rather than from living religions but that doesn't mean that one from a living religion wouldn't pop up i mean because you just don't know what would happen but just either way always approaching with respect and you will receive a message you know what does this goddess wish to tell you today etc and again my premise being that between our own past lives and the memories of our ancestors, there's potentially a lot to unpack here. So we will have a goddess past life regression where I will invite you to either consider holding an intention, like if you want to know how you're connected to ancient Greece, you could hold that as your intention, or you could simply go in there and see um, whatever comes up that may be for your highest good. You might get a surprise then we have to get into the ancestral healing i still believe that's such a big part of why people are attracted to goddesses is because of the fact that guess what whether we believe in this or not in our current life our ancestors worship these deities and that's just a fact that's an absolute fact somebody in your lineage worshiped deities so we will go down your mother's family line that means meeting with the higher self of your mother going down her mother and father's family line to encounter situations where your ancestors were with deities. You know, what were they? What, what information and energy can we get from that? And then we'll do the same with paternal genealogical regression. That means meeting with the higher self of father and doing the same thing. Now, normally, you know, we, well, we can think about birth parents, like some people may be adopted, so maybe you don't even know who your actual parents are. So you can still address birth parents, whether you've met them or not. But parent, when I'm saying about a parent, like a mother or a father figure, that could be a foster parent, that could be your grandmother who raised you, your aunt, your uncle, or someone who showed kindness to you growing up, because everybody's got so many different situations. So you'll be invited to think of the parental figure that makes sense for you. And whether you're related to them biologically or not, you still are related to them at a soul level or else they wouldn't be in your life. So we're gonna honor that and you're gonna be able to meet with whichever set of ancestors you feel guided to do. And then at the end, we're gonna have a, a general journey where it's similar to um, something that we did in my book, Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life, where we're just gonna walk in and we're just gonna meet with the ancestor. Once again, we may have one in our mind, maybe we saw somebody on our ancestry.com account and we're gonna bring them through because we're curious, or we might just invite 
the ancestor who's for our highest good to join us to give us insights and information into our lineage. So all of this um, to say there's a lot to unpack here. So once again, I'm going to show you again what the listings look like. So how the book looks is again, ancient worlds are up front. Here's the one I showed last week. Again, we're talking about this is the listing for the goddess Diana. It shows keywords related to the goddess. Keywords would be like shortcuts that give you a clue. What is this goddess about like in one or two words? In Diana's case, she's about the hunt or protection. And then categories, of course, she's a Roman deity, but she also falls under the subcategory of deconsentis, which are kind of like the Olympians in Greece. Um, in this case, if there's an equivalent, or if let's say Diana was known by other names, I give you that information. Um, but in Diana's case, Artemis is her equivalent. And then I give you just a few paragraphs to tell you a few things about the deity that would give you more information. So when you have this information, by the time you get to that guided journey section, if some of them intrigued you, you know, you might go through and just make a list of like which ones felt interesting, which ones made you feel like, hey, I want to know more about that one. And then you can explore those things in the guided imagery section. So over... 500 goddesses yes so i'm i said this last week i'll say it again i really feel like this is something that you may hopefully want to keep on your shelf because it's like a little encyclopedia that can be referred to over the course of time maybe you want to explore the celts you know this year and maybe next year you're going to dig into the Norse goddesses, for example, or whatever it is you're going to look into. Um, I give you brief religious history, um, mythological summaries and stuff, so you'll learn the myths. Hopefully, sometimes some of this stuff is really, um, it was difficult for me to research, and so I try to put this stuff in a very conversational language so that it's entertaining for you, so you're at least being entertained um, I personally found it was really something that brought me great love and appreciation, even more than I already had for a lot of the great people that we have on planet Earth. I mean, thank God we're not all the same. I mean, can you imagine what a drag that would be? There's so many beautiful, amazing people who have colorful and incredible traditions that are being practiced right now on planet earth and there's so many wonderful amazing things that happened in the past of course we all have problems of course times are difficult but i think if we can rise above that for a bit and just take a look at each other in these appreciative eyes you know just looking for the things that we have in common together as a people as a humanity as a global humanity, not just this country versus that country or that religion versus this religion. You'll learn a little bit about the current world religions. Um, I know I learned a lot just putting all this together. You know, I, I realized as I put this together, I was talking about this in my conclusion. We're supposed to be discovering a goddess. I feel like the more I look into things, the more I personally realize that I don't really know anything at all. And I had a lot of learning to do when I put this together. And, uh, I just learned all kinds of things I just I had no idea about. It was just so interesting. So I hope I can bring some of that to you. The other thing is, I think, as you go through this, because each section brings up different emotions, it brings up different feelings. 
where do those things come from? I really believe those things are coming either from your past life or they're coming from ancestral influences. Some of the chapters you may go, meh, whatever, I don't care, this isn't that interesting. Some of them you might feel very like in awe of or kind of cautious around and then others you're going to be like, wow, I feel like I love this, you know. And then that's when you might want to say, wow, I wonder why I love this so much. Well, maybe it's a past life. Maybe you'll find out that your ancestors lived in a certain area that you didn't know before. So I had feelings like that going throughout the book um, myself, even just writing it. One of the areas that was really weird for me was writing about the Celts because I have a lot of ancestors in ancient Ireland and there was just a deep sense as I was putting that part together like, oh my gosh, you know, I hope I don't mess this stuff up. This is too important. And so I got over that after a while, but I think that anybody who goes through this, even if you're just glancing through it, it's just gonna give you different feelings. So similarly to how I invited you to look at these things when, when I wrote my book, Past Lives in Ancient Lands, in that case, instead of giving you religions and the history of world religions, I was just giving you general history. And I was inviting you in that book just to take a look at and read a short, hopefully easily, easy to understand history of what I was writing about. And then ask yourself, how did I feel? What did that make me feel like? What was happening there when I was going through this stuff? And then when you start to do that, then by the end of the book, you have a pretty good idea of what areas you want to explore. And so this is very similar. The only difference is instead of just digging into history, we're digging into world religions. So that's it. So I hope you enjoyed our little discussion about the goddess discovered. And I hope that people will be able to pick up a copy of this and keep it with you for many, many years to come as a spiritual tool that you can use to explore different world religions and different places where not only your soul may have lived in prior lifetimes, but where your ancestors may have been from. And you'll get to explore the religions and the practices that they followed, as well as learn about lots and lots of deities. So it's been quite a journey putting this one together. Um, again, I just thank everybody who supported my work all these years, and particularly the group of souls who helped to inspire this book, because this is for them. I dedicate it to you, my readers and my students, and I certainly hope you love it. So that's about it for now. I am very excited about my book. I appreciate you. I'm excited about what's coming up next. We've got some great guests coming up on the podcast. So just know I'm keeping you in my prayers and I will look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Healing Arts. Hey friends, guess what? My new book, Past Lives in Ancient Lands and Other Worlds, Understand Your Soul's Journey Through Time is out and available. And you can order this book and visit ancient civilizations, including prehistory hunter-gatherers, Mesopotamia, Babylon, the Persian Empire, Egypt, Greece, Europe, the Americas, Rome, Asia and Australia and travel into other worlds 
including Atlantis and Lemuria, outer space, and so much more. This book features over 50 guided journeys to help you understand your soul's journey through time. So check it out. Visit my website, pastlifelady.com, click on the book link, and order Past Lives in Ancient Lands and Other Worlds today. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at pastlifelady.com or on YouTube at Past Life Lady or connect with me on Facebook at Past Life Lady.